Live from the 215, this is not Ace Porter. This is 30 Case. Next to me, though, is Ace Porter. What's up, Ace? I'm good, man. It feels good to be back, man. I, right? I, miss, I miss you, bro. You I missed you, too. This is a special episode we got it's today. It's very, very this special is, This episode. is a different kind of behind the indies yeah. uh, feel. We're bringing in one of my good friends for over 10 years now, Cap. Uh, guitarist for a very, very good band. Very up-and-coming band, very popular in our city in Philadelphia. Just recently played the BB&T Pavilion, opening up for Allison Chains, Ghost, Dorothy, who else? Radkey, a couple uh, other people. Jonathan Davis. Jonathan Davis. And then we got coming up on November 2nd, they will be playing at the 2300 Arena, a.k.a. ECW Arena in South Woo! Philadelphia. Yes, sir. My Woo! man, Chris Capitanio Woo! from In the Presence of Wolves. Give it up, Woo! man. What up? <laughs> what an intro. How's it going, so, Cap? I'm doing great. How are you, Case? I'm good. We've been talking. Ace. Yeah, How are you yeah, doing? Right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about doing this for a while, haven't yes. we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've been. And I've we been put this together quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so basically, like, I'm so happy to have you on because you, Thank we've you talked. We became friends pretty much through wrestling, correct? Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, we we went to high school together. We've been in a so band. We had some. We were in bands together. Yeah. Um, you were in a band with my brother. Of, yes. Yeah, with Luke. Um, but one of the things that was always keeping us together outside of all that stuff was was wrestling, and and kept us as friends after high school and, yes, and to even this day. up until this day. Yeah. Yes. So let's uh, before we get into wrestling because obviously this is a wrestling podcast. But whoa, no way! I talk about you guys on the show a lot oh, in the presence of wolves, and we right now we are in the presence of wolves. Whoa, at least whoa, one of them, a lone, a lone wolf one tonight. Wolf. Lone, but not Baron Corbin. <laughs> not Baron Corbin. Not that lone wolf. Different lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's just talk about you and the band. Like, how's? I mean, I already kind of talked about the most recent show you guys yeah. had, but just tell everybody a little bit who haven't listened to in the presence of wolves. About them. Yeah. Um, well, we are a progressive metal, progressive rock band uh, from the South Jersey, Philadelphia area. We've been doing this since like 2012. It's been uh, it's been in our mind since before then. Another one of our very close friends, Vinny Stamato, and I started the band ages ago. I've known him since kindergarten. Yes. Quick story that you've heard, I'm oh, sure. I was going to say. I have first day I met Vinny kindergarten. First day we're sitting next to each other. And I believe I said, can you spell your name? And Vinny said no, and I said I can C A S E Y. And ever since that day, me and Vinny have been best friends. He lived lived down the street from me. Yep. So that's yeah, him him too. He's kept us together too. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and he and I have a whole brotherhood. So we uh, we started the band a while back. Um, we're we're pretty different from a lot of acts in the area. In a good um, way. Yeah. Really good. And we uh, we weren't really sure how our music would be received early on. Um, It's not necessarily the most easily digestible stuff, um, is a phrase that I use not to say that it's, like, that crazy by any means. Um, But it requires some active listening, and it's a bit more complex. I'll agree uh, with that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm one of your best friends and Vinny's best friends, and I've told you, I've told you, like, it takes me a couple couple times. The first album took me a couple times. The second album, I, the most recent one, love that one. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're, we're very proud of it, but uh, but yeah. So we uh, we sort of hit the hit the ground running in Philly, um, right right from the get go because we felt like we would be appreciated a little bit more here. And luckily, it's all just been upwards and upwards. You know, we've as you mentioned, we've released two albums. 
that you can listen to on any of the sources. You know, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. You can listen to the albums on Spotify, iTunes Music, or Apple Music, Google Play, whatever. Uh, first album was in 2014 called Falasis, and the new album came out a little over a year ago with the most pretentious album title. I love it, though. Because <laughs> uh, it is a concept album. It's called Of Two Minds, Stages 1 to 2, The Ape in the Cage. Great name. Yeah, it's got a lot, a lot going on there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've been making the rounds as you mentioned. We played the BBNT Pavilion most recently when we opened the Emma Barbecue, uh, which was one of the coolest days of my life. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, that was just awesome, and we're uh, yeah we're just trying to ride the momentum we got and keep taking things higher and higher. Well, I am, you know, I, you see me everywhere from your biggest show mm-hmm. at BB&T from on grapes, yeah, little grape, grape room down the street, down the street little, yeah. uh, from back in the day when we used to play the Harvest Festival. Uh, <laughs> that was like, was that like a week ago? I think so. We missed and it. I was like, oh man. We missed it. <laughs> I think so, I played like seven of those. So I've known you for a long time and ever since I've known you, you've been in, into music. Who have been, I mean, I know who mm-hmm. have been some of your biggest influences, yeah. but so who have been some of your biggest influences in music that got you into it? Um, it's, it's funny. It, it, you know, it starts with the stuff before you start playing an instrument. So I always loved like Eric Clapton. That was like the first person that I was super into. Um, but then being a, you know, growing up in those early 2000s, um, it was just a really good time for music. So like Linkin Park was huge yeah. for me. And Foo Fighters were huge for me. Um, and those, it was all those kinds of bands that, that got me into wanting to play music. So then I started playing guitar in 2003. Yeah, early 2003, uh, right before I turned 13. So yeah, Linkin Park, all that stuff, Thrice. Um, you know, I was on Taking Back Sunday. It was all that MTV2 stuff. When MTV2 was big, or at least it was to me. Um, and then from there, you know, going into high school, I got into more progressive acts. Bands like Incubus, Muse, Coheed, um, Pink Floyd, Fall of Troy, all, all those kinds of guys. And that's what sort of brought me to Rush, which then got me on the, the path that I'm on now in terms of being a progressive rock, progressive metal guy. Um, which then led me to bands like Porcupine Tree and Mastodon and Opeth and all kinds of metal stuff, which is awesome. Um, and then, of course, just to, to bring it back to the original subject of wrestling, you know, is being into that stuff. Those early, like, mid-2000s were the best for, like, rock and metal song entrance like Edge and or Edge was like the yeah. first one that I was oh, thinking of day. on the way here. You, you know me like, wow. you used to rock that out in your car. Dude, yeah. I, I had that <laughs> CD from, from Alter Bridge before it was his entrance music. Because I, I always loved Mark Tremonti's playing as a guitarist. Mm. Um, so all that stuff, it's funny, I think that stuff kind of seeped in early. Because I remember some of the first things that I learned how to play guitar were wrestling entrance themes. Like, I learned Triple H's entrance theme, the DX entrance yep. theme. Those are, like, two of the first things that I learned how to play on guitar. Um, so all that stuff, too, I feel like that, that played a, a big role early on. Yeah. So it's funny when you talk about, like, the different influences, because those heavy guitar riffs and, like, DX. Like, it's such, it was oh, yeah. NWO. Were you, were you, I know you were big in WWE, because, like, we mm-hmm. all watched that. But were you, 
I know it was before I met you, so I'm not sure. Were you big into WCW at the time? It was weird. I, I was never allowed to watch wrestling when I was really little. Well, yeah, knowing your parents. Yeah, I come <laughs> from a, a pretty a pretty strict... Uh, like, I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies until I was able to go and see them myself. Um, but, uh, so I I started watching right at the tail end of the Attitude Era stuff. I started watching with The Invasion. Okay. Um, but I had tons of friends that were super into it way beforehand. So I had, like, WCW Mayhem. Okay. The video game. Yep. And I would play that with my parents all the time. Um... So I was always aware of stuff. I remember friends having like pictures of Sting up on the wall, and I was like, "Yo, who's this guy? This is the coolest dude I've ever seen <laughs> in my life." Um, but I, I, I never watched it early on. So now, you know, stuff like the WWE Network, it's fun catching up on some of that stuff that I missed. It is. I actually sat down the other night, and I actually went all the way back and watched the first Monday Night Raw, the first Matt Coco oh, wow. with Bobby Heenan outside mm-hmm. with Sean Mooney trying to get in, and then Yokozuna versus Coco Beware. It was like <laughs> the whole thing. I was just like, you know what? I want to go back and watch it. Because like the, the, the anniversary was this year, so I was like, I don't think I've actually sat down and watched the whole yeah. thing. I've seen like most of the pieces of the whole show through mm-hmm. clips over the years. I mean... Christ, how many anniversary oh, God, shows yeah, and top yeah. 10s and top 20s. But I never sat down and watched the whole show. So I just recently did. And like, it's so cool to do that. So I think I might actually, viewers or listeners, I might actually start going back and recapping. If you guys want to watch oh, along. No pun. No pun. <laughs> with me. Uh, but anyway, um, so going back to that. So I know Jim, John- Jim Johnson is a big guy that you liked. Oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I, I think I've joked to you that that's, he had like the perfect job. Now, see, I, it's. There's like, no joke about that. Yeah, see, There's I, no joke about I, that. C, CFOs have kind of taken over uh, yeah. for him. But like, that's just such a cool gig, um, being able to write stuff. In it. And especially with me as a guitarist, so much wrestling music is, is very guitar based, very guitar driven. Yes. Um, most of the, and it was, pretty much the best themes. Yeah, and it was funny, on, on my way here I was thinking about it, and I'm like, man, um, there's so much so much of wrestling theme music, at least in WWE, and even, actually, you know, in, in New Japan too, there's so much metal yes. in it. Um, now, I'm not sure if that's partly because of, like, how, how 80, like, the 80s were so important, and hair metal being so huge and stuff. Um, and that being when wrestling really hit those, you know, those heights. Um, and I'm, or I don't know if it's because metal's always been kind of like a tough guy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as a guitarist, it's always been fun listening to that stuff, whether it's like Ultimate Warriors. To stop you for a oh. second, when you, with the metal and the tough guy mm-hmm. stuff. You're absolutely right, and it transcends into wrestling. You look at Motorhead and Triple H. Oh yeah, Lemmy and Triple H ended up being best, pretty much best friends <laughs> to where Triple H was giving the eulogy at Lemmy's funeral. Yeah, like that's how much wrestling and music go hand in hand. Yeah, they when really you think do. about it, and just and the tough guy with the metal. I mean, you think CM Punk's music? He was mm-hmm. what the 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 superstar who took no shit from anybody, said whatever he wanted. Stone Cold with that glass breaking and dunna dunna dunna. That hard riff, yes. <laughs> DX, DX theme, hard, hard riff. I mean, when you think hard guitar, hard metal riffs, you think tough guys in wrestling. Yeah. 
go ahead with your thought. But I was yeah. like, when you no, said that, it sure, just hit. Yeah. And I was like, that's, you're absolutely right. Um, and yeah, it's like from, from stuff as early as, you know, the ultimate warrior. You know, I, I think I remember hearing Jericho talk about his, because that was just such a talk about yeah, wrestling just, and music going yeah. hand in hand. Oh yeah. We could talk about that later. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, with the, you know, nineties, a lot of those things that we mentioned before, Stone Cold, DX, um, and then the 2000s, like I mentioned, there was a lot of a lot of songs that were being put in, which isn't something that you hear all that much now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Edge's song, or even you know, Punk had this fire burns first, yes. the Killswitch Engage song, and then he went over to, and the... then of course, Living Color, yes. called the personality, which was huge. That was awesome. Um, but uh, but even like, look who's like, calling me right now. Who's calling you? Oh, That's kid. funny. One of our friends who we used yeah. to go watch pay-per-views at his house. Shout out to Kiff. Kiff, I'll answer after I get yeah. off the air with Cappy here. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, there's there's so much good, fun guitar stuff, and it's it's cool too because you see a lot of different guitar things. Whether you're talking about somebody now like Andrade Cien Almas. You know, there's like the flamenco or the, the classical yes. nylon string guitar sound and that. Love that music um, too. To awesome. like John Morrison, yeah. where his his entrance theme was a straight Jimi Hendrix rip. Yep. Um, to, to Hogan even having a Hendrix song for a to while. NWOs was yeah pretty much a rip off of Voodoo Child. Um. So so to bring it back to Jim Johnston, you know, here's a guy that's able to take decades of guitar-driven music and be able to apply it to different personalities for different wrestlers in, in a way that, you you know, with most popular music, you don't really see that. It's something you see maybe in film, in film music with, like, film scores and, and themes for characters in that regard. But, uh, but there's nothing quite like just being able to write some cool-ass metal riffs and then have big burly dudes <laughs> you know running out to it um speaking of that if yeah. you could write like one riff or one song for one wrestler who would you pick to write for hmm. that's that's a tough one i know you're um, a big new japan guy yeah i, I do so i picture some, you some probably picking someone like suzuki or someone like that well suzuki's already got, he like, you can't cousin that's, yeah that's one of the things that makes you can't mess with his his song like, is yeah. so good Suzuki's, especially when you see like the old ladies in the in the audience singing it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like everybody um no matter how much they hate suzuki they're still singing his song <laughs> yes so so i when i think about this question it's like okay who's somebody whose entrance music maybe i don't like all that much or maybe i feel like it doesn't really fit them as, as mm-hmm. well as somebody that it's like i i feel a kinship with okay um I mean, one of my one of my first thoughts in terms of you know, obviously, I love Daniel Bryan. Yes, so much. Um, Ride of the Valk. So he's got. Vodka. I was gonna say, would you mess with that? I wouldn't. But <laughs> but it, it would. Definitely and I be know something. he's one yeah. of your favorite wrestlers yeah. ever. So may, I, it's got to be one of the indie guys because there's a lot of kinship. I, I think that's what, what made me bring up Daniel Bryan. Is there's. There's so much kinship between the idea of an indie wrestler and an indie musician. That's why we wanted to bring you on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we can get to that next. Um, so definitely a guy from the indies. I would say maybe Dean. Yeah? Yeah. Because um, I feel like his theme is garbage. Yeah, I agree. It's 
and it's so simplistic. It doesn't have any of his character to it. It's just it's a it's a riff with two chords, mm-hmm. and then a, uh, simulating yeah. a motorcycle. That's it. That's not, that's not Dean. No. Um, especially not now. Especially now. <laughs> so that actually makes it even cooler. Cause hey I, WWE, I, if you are listening, yeah. it pal in the presence of wolves would love to write Dean Ambrose's new theme music. Holla at your boy. <laughs> so yeah, Dean. Okay, that's, I like that. My, I like that's that. My choice. If I could pick, I would probably do. Hmm. I would I would want to pick someone cool like Undisputed Air, but I don't want to mess with their theme. Mm-hmm. So I like the way you went with it. Yeah. Um. I don't know who's got some shitty music out there. <laughs> um. Cesaro had pretty bad music. Yeah. But he's been. I love I love Sheamus's so. Yeah, Sheamus is good. I'm glad he's, that Cesaro's always had great like secondhand like mm-hmm. the people that he was associated with always had great music. Sheamus's yeah. music was great. The the real American swagger music, Jack Swagger music that was great. Um. But who else has bad? I think a lot of the, I think in NXT, there's Ooh. a bit more, um, I think some of the themes are a little bit more generic. Definitely. Um, cause I was, I was thinking about that. Cause it's like, I, I love the songs when I hear them in isolation, but if I hear them like one right after the other, Roderick Strong's music, oh Pete my Dun- God, yeah. Pete Dunne's music and did Shayna Baszler's music. Dunne? I love Pete Dunne. Uh, I feel like they're... Oh, yes, he's bringing up the UK title. Oh, that's, on that's beautiful. How heavy is that? It's got some heft. <laughs> yeah. got hey, some Ace. Heft. By, by the way, guys, Ace is on the podcast right now. I he's am. just like <laughs> doing stuff. Get over here. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you can listen, join us at any time, Ace. Yo, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking fan, and I'm doing the cameraman work. This shit is lit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it. By the way, if you're not on our Facebook, Ace is doing this whole show right yeah. now live on our Facebook, Wrestle so Cave we got podcast. We got fucking yeah, Cap, Cap, Cap's up here in a shirt and tie. I got a sweatshirt on right now. Like I felt, yeah. I feel so underdressed I when I pulled up. from work. Yeah, I know. Get progress gear on, but listen, Cappy is in the building. I didn't want to give Cappy the traditional hold the camera in his face. So, you know, we're working the cave. Well, that's why. Yeah, well. I'm gonna have, and shout out to everybody tuned in. We have a, we have visitors. We have a lot of members tuning in right I now. I feel like this is a good time to pause for one second. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna say you can follow. Where can the, everybody follow you? Right for follow you and Itpal everywhere. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, either in the presence of wolves or Itpal Band. I T P O W. Um, as well as Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, basically SoundCloud. Anywhere where you can find music, you're going to find our stuff. All right. And then you can find us where you can find this beautiful podcast. Um, anywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox. Yeah. YouTube. We got videos up there now. Oh, yeah. Check out. Every week we're going to be putting a new video interview that we did over at Raise the Bar Wrestling. Yeah, man. Shout out to Trizzy. Trizzy Shout out to Trizzy. We're going to get to him when we get to raise the bar. Yeah. We, we got we got a lot of work to do tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a questions. long night. Can I get a question in? One me? last thing. Okay. Yeah, hold on. You go with the questions. Cap, <laughs> at some point, we would love to talk about your one-year anniversary that you had recently. My one-year Not yours. The uh, band. Oh, yeah. And we can talk about that. It, it went from bad to good. Oh, yes. Okay? Absolutely. What's your questions for Cap? My question's Cap. I'll um, take, I'm going to take over this take for a little bit. Yeah. All right, let me see. see. I have a few questions. So the, okay. my question is, you're a musician. Yes. Um, what is the feeling like before, you know, a show? Like, do you 
you open you open and did played a lot of shows, a lot of different venues, a lot of different times. As a performer, fellow performer, um, you know, what is your mindset before you 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 go into your set? Do you get like how do you get into that cat zone? Like you know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's a it's a bunch of things. I always stretch for starters. Um, we're we're really active when we play on stage. We're running all over the place, contorting our bodies into weird shapes. Um, I, I'm known to express myself through violent neck and head movements. Um, so stretching is key, um, especially, you know, I'm, I'm 28 now. I'm not getting any younger. Mm. And uh, so, so stretching is, is number one. And then I do tons and tons of drills with guitar um, just to make sure that my hands are doing what I want them to do. And that's, that's both of them. But luckily, I've been doing this for long enough that... Excuse me. Nerves don't really come into play all that often. Um, playing the BB&T Pavilion—that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in front of twenty-five hundred people, but most times, um, just being there in the show, especially we're, we're very fortunate to play with lots of bands that we really enjoy, and that stuff alone gets you pumped up. Right. Sitting at shows for hours before you get to go on stage—that gets you pumped yeah. up because you're like I just want to get up there and kill it yeah um, and while, then, yep. while the momentum is still yeah. at a pace because you don't want to go sometimes you don't want to go too early sometimes you don't want to go too late you want to get the mm-hmm. crowd while it's hot and you try to try to pick up like even like in wrestling terms where it's like depending on who goes on the crowd might be hot they might be cold yeah, and then you got to sure. bring that energy you know back up and your energy you know I don't know if you're the type of performer that actually just gets in your zone stay in your zone I've always been the type of performer that like you know I get in my zone but I feed off of the energy as oh, well yeah, like I was tired before y'all came in that's why I cut on the music and yeah. then you know y'all came in it was a situation where it was like oh, let's keep rolling let's keep mm-hmm, showing everybody sure. like how we how, how exactly we do it you know what I'm saying so you you are are you that performer that f- feeds off of the crowd or do you oh, stay yeah, in your cap zone um I I know like I said we we tend to go nuts and if the crowd is into it I can vouch for that yeah <laughs> It, it From just, whether it's the smallest room or the biggest room, five or five they thousand. give you the energy no matter what. Yeah. I can I can vouch for that. Vinny actually so. gets pissed off when people don't get as rowdy oh, as yeah. he is. Vinny hates the crowd. At the always. grape room, at the grape room, <laughs> I saw that one person hates the crowd. At the grape room the other night, Vinny was like, he was getting, he was like, he's like, come on, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> Meredith, shout out to Meredith, she was getting rowdy. Oh yeah, um, and her hubby. But uh, but yeah, and also I'm fortunate in that I'm in a band with a really great group of guys. And we really feed off of each other, too. Um, so, and sometimes that's in unexpected ways. You know, obviously, if we're having a great show, everyone in the crowd's into it. We're into it as players. Everything's going great. We're all, we're killing it. Sometimes, if somebody's pissed, like they screw up some part, something breaks, that sends us into another level where we just don't have any regard for our bodies, for our instruments anymore. We just want to destroy. We're, uh, we're really big fans of a band called the Dillinger Escape Plan. Right. And one of their, their guitarists is our producer. So we tend to take a lot from them, and they're known to just destroy just fuck shit up. everything. Awesome. Um, so we, uh, we try to do that. Awesome. <laughs> I, I had one more question. Go for it. For any up-and-coming like musicians, artists, 
you know, what advice could you could you give them based on your experience, based on performing who you perform with, um, you know, five or five thousand, mm-hmm. you know, crowd, um, you know, how, how confidence level, you know, what 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 advice is that that you can give some of our you know members or listeners out there that possibly don't have you know as much or or have the confidence or yeah. have the personality yet, you know, they don't they haven't tapped that you know that enter. You know what I'm saying? Character mm-hmm. in them. So what, what, what advice sure. could you give them? The number one thing for me um, as a musician, for, for anyone, is you need to be genuine. And what I mean by that is if you're just playing music because you want to make a, a quick buck, people can see right through it. If you're phoning it in, playing some kind of music where you're like, oh, maybe if I play this kind of stuff, people will listen more. Um, it needs to be needs to be from the heart, and when you really tap into that, and you're really truly able to express that, people gravitate towards it. Um, like I said, with our stuff early on, we had no idea how people were gonna receive it, so we were just like, screw it, you know, this is us. We'd been in bands where we weren't totally happy with what we were playing, so when we were finally in the position to play. The music that was really a true extension of ourselves and our, you know, complete expression. That's when everything changed. People started to notice. People started to pay attention. People started to get into it because, although there's the idea of selling out and trying to do something that appeals to a mass audience, there's an audience for just about anything. Um, you know, there's an audience for deathmatch stuff. You know, bring it back yep. to wrestling. Um, and there's an audience for for every single kind of music. And if you're genuine, that's just something that I, I think we as humans really pick up on that. And you can tell when a person is like, yeah, that person's living their passion yeah. right there. Authenticity. And it's, and it's electric. You know, you you get into it. You become more attached. And I think that that's something that I always try to keep in mind for me and something that I always try to make sure that my band, you know, cause there's a lot of, there is so much stress and so much stuff that comes into the, you know, the music business. Hey, especially with a band, come with a guy that performed with oh, a band, yeah. you got to get like four or five, six people on the same page at the yeah. same time. It definitely can be, it definitely can be challenging. It's so a marriage saying. with four people. Yeah. Um, and all of them are, you know, pig-headed guys. Especially <laughs> the four of you. Yeah, we're all we're all very stubborn. So who all four of you? You obviously. Sure. We've talked a little bit. Chris Capitani. Yeah. I play lead guitar and sing background <laughs> vocals in Presence of Wolves. Um, we have Vinny Stamata, who is our lead singer and bass player. Uh, there's Mason Ingling, who is our drummer and just crazy man, absolute absolute beast love him um and then the the newest addition to the band although he's been in the band for about half of its yes. life at this point is jim ellis and jim used to be in a band with the aforementioned meredith yep <laughs> yep saw their show. and shout out to butt who used to be in the band good good guy yes shout out to my friend <laughs> who, my great guy i saw him last week actually last good, weekend good um he has the most unfortunate name his last name is butt well and his first name is justin just in and his his middle name just in butt yeah and his middle name is with a with an a so his full name if you take the include the initials justin a butt <laughs> his parents hate him hey but man he but is, shout, he's shout a good, him, shout he's awesome he's awesome he's a great great guitarist great yes. guy 
Um, yeah, we went to the uh, the Spellbound Brewing anniversary show on Saturday. Run nice. one last question. Go what is it. what is the hardest part of like being in a band? Like I know we kind of just talked about you yeah. know the industry in itself. Um, taking care of your mental health. Um, there's there's been numerous articles that talk about how musicians have a lot of trouble with that, and I've always been a really optimistic, happy-go-lucky guy. Um, but even I've noticed that it's been taking a toll because there's so many things that people don't see that comes with being in a band, yeah. especially a DIY band where you're doing everything from Bookings. managing yep. to booking to writing. Um, you know, there's life that's outside of the band that you got to take care of. And sometimes you have issues in that life and those things seep into the band. True. There's all kinds of, you know, there's always all these outside stressors as well as inside stressors things. You know, if you're in the band, you know, you get in arguments all the time. Like I said, it's a marriage with however many people. Um, so it's really easy to get caught up in that stuff. And all those little things start to wear away at you, you know, a little bit at a time. And that's when it's really important to, again, be genuine and realize, you know, why you're doing it. It's because you love music. And it's because it's an expression, you know, it's, it's your way of expressing yourself. Um, but, but, yeah, definitely trying to take care of that stuff. Um, you see it all around. People have a lot of problems with it. Yeah, sure. Speaking of, like, the ups and downs mm-hmm. of the band, I know recently, if you, if you want to talk about it, you want to talk about it? Yeah. All right. So, on the road, just like wrestlers, you guys are on the road a lot. Yeah. You guys are in and out, living in in your vans, driving together, yeah. four dudes all the time. And you guys celebrated an anniversary recently. Not the best yeah. anniversary, yeah. but it comes with a nice story at the end. Yeah, it does. Um, so, we did our first, like, real tour a little over a year ago. It was last October. Uh, it was a two-week run, or 16 days, something like that. A little over two weeks. Uh, we went out to Chicago and back. So we went out to Chicago for this Progtoberfest festival. Um, that was the the catalyst for the entire tour. They were like, "Hey, we want to have you play this this all prog you know prog rock prog metal festival in Chicago." And we're like, "Hell yeah, this sounds awesome." They're like, "We want to pay you." We're like, "Hell yeah, that sounds awesome." <laughs> um, so we're like, "Okay, well, how do we how do we do this? Do we fly there? Do we drive there?" And we were like, "Well, screw it. Let's just do a." A week there and a week back. So, uh, so we did a bunch of shows on the way there. What kind of where? What kind of cities did you hit throughout the story? Let's see. Don't, come on, you guys hit? did. You guys got all over the place. Here. Yeah, we uh, we did. Hmm, I'm trying to remember what the route was. I've always been really bad at like the geography of things. Um, but we were we had a couple dates in Ohio. We had a couple dates in Indiana. Um, this wasn't the tour you hit Canada. That was the one after. No, that. no, that's, this, this was, this was that was in January because that's when you guys met up with July. Pat. July, because that's when you guys saw Pat, right? Or Pat was up. Yes, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat, right Pat in, came out. to see us in Toronto for yeah. uh, <laughs> Slammiversary. Yes, weekend. yes, he was at Slammiversary. Um, what, yeah, are the was, what, what are the odds? Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> perfect Great. timing. Um, but yeah, so we went out to Chicago. We played eight shows in eight days, which nice. is really tough, yeah. um, especially if you're really active on stage by like day six which you guys are yeah a lot very active (laughs) so i was feeling it hard um but uh but we were in chicago and we were staying the whole weekend we're like cool we can sightsee we can have a great time um so we played on the friday night 
We had all of Saturday to explore, and Saturday night, like, we went out with the band that we were on tour with, a band called Five of the Eyes. They're from Portland, Maine. They're fucking awesome dudes. Um, really, really good friends of ours. If you like the Mars Volta or Led Zeppelin or just good music, go check them out. Um, check them so, out. Yeah. So we went, we went to a, I think it was a Japanese karaoke bar that night. We were out late, had a great... Chicago is a great awesome. city. It's an awesome But city. I have to awesome say, city. just like you didn't have a great experience, I've been there twice in the past like three years and didn't have a great experience. But I love the city. I want to keep going back. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of the city. Yeah. But <laughs> so we were having a great time. Everything was awesome. We were living our best lives, as they say. <laughs> so we wake up the next morning. And I forgot where we were going to go. We were going to go just like... We wanted to go to the Salt and Pepper Diner, but oh, it was closed. Dude, come on. We were so mad. <laughs> Did I send that picture to you the one time I went with Steve? I think so. Where I literally, I looked up, I'm hammered drunk on Clark Street or wherever. <laughs> wherever the hell, you know, you have the, all the bars around Wrigley. Me and Steve are hammered. For those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking Shout about, it's a John, John Mulaney, Mulaney joke. John Mulaney's hilarious. And I just look up and I just see the Salt and Pepper Diner outside the window and I'm like... Yeah. I think I sent it to Vinny. I don't know if I sent yeah. it to you too. But. Um, but yeah, so we uh, we got up the next morning. We were like, okay, we're going to do all these things. It's going to be great. And we get to our van to realize that it had been broken into that night. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so we go through everything, saw that all of our guitars were stolen. Um, Jim's pedal board was stolen. And Mason's kick pedals were stolen. Um, all things considered, it could have been a lot worse. Um, but that's... Something that you don't think is ever going to happen to you until it happens to you. Mm-hmm. And Eye opener. Yeah. And it was it was really surreal because you're feeling all these emotions at the same time. You're pissed as hell. You're like distraught. Um, you feel violated because it's like somebody broke into your safe space and took, you know, in my case, there were two guitars that I'd owned for 12 years of my life. Yeah. Um, so, and those things have sentimental value. Facts. You can't you can't pay to get another one. Exactly, it just doesn't. Um, so that was like the worst morning of our lives. It's really nice, in some ways, being able to share that with with other people mm-hmm. because at least you are able to get you know, it out. Yeah, and not keep it um, in because that make being with the, all four of you keeping that in yeah. can make that whole situation a lot worse. Yeah. It adds, you know, as I mentioned, the, the mental health stuff, you know, that is a that is a stressor right there. You know, in that moment, at one point, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. If this is something that can happen this easily, and we took precautions, too. Um, we were like, I don't know if I want to do this. Um, but, you know, we put up a post on Facebook, called all our family and stuff, and people started helping us instantly throwing money our way, sharing the post, trying to help us find stuff. And the amount it was amazing. of support was absolutely incredible. And not just from like where we're from. Like yeah. you guys got it from so all over we, the place. We played, you know, as I mentioned, we were playing in Chicago for that festival. So um you know, I, I think his name was Kevin Pollock, who was putting on the festival. We uh, we let him know we were like, hey, this happened last night. Can we set up merch? Just to try to, you know, make some money. I know we're not playing today, but, you know, anything helps. He was like, hell yeah. So, we split up. Jim and I went shopping. Because we still had another week of tour left. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have a guitar. You know, we didn't have any guitars. Right. Um, so, uh, so, we went shopping just to try to find some, like, cheap stuff. 
just to you know keep the tour going. Um, and then Vinny and Mason went there and they made an announcement. And and Vinny said that there was this audible gasp from the crowd as soon as it you know he said you know in the presence of walls or a band that played here Friday someone stole all their equipment on you know last night audible gasp people just instantly came up started buying all their stuff even giving us money Damn. not even wanting anything in return um, that the progressive rock scene really takes care of their own and it's yeah. it's really just incredible and inspiring Good and community humbling. awesome community well pause how did that make you feel in the moment. For knowing, like, damn, like, I still got, you know, a whole week left. And last thing you're thinking as a musician is, you know, this merch is going to get all get it sold to where I can able to get my, you know, our lost stuff back. And guitars is, is yeah. not cheap. Yeah. So, like, what it's, was the, the mindset? It's, like, a, it's a mix of a bunch of things. Um, in a lot of ways, there is this, you know, through all the negativity, there is this feeling, of, you know, the show must go on. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to we're gonna kick this thing in the ass. Um so in, in that way, it's a bit of a motivating factor. But for sure, it's a you know it's a, a it's super depressing, <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. Um, and it's it's the kind of thing that it's really easy to joke about now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, it's always because like that. of how things ended up. Um, you know, it was lowest low to highest high. The support was that overwhelming and and just absolutely awe inspiring. You know, we. At least Mason and I cried two or three times that day <laughs> in, you know, ne- you know, from the negative emotions and the positive emotions, mm. more so from the positive stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. And the band that we were on tour with, you know, they're like, yo, what the hell? Um, cause that could have just as easily been them. Yeah. Um, Captain anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they would have let us borrow whatever we needed to from them too and, that was awesome to them, but uh, but for sure it's it's the kind of thing. It's like it's really sobering, you know. It's you you're out there on the road, living your best life, playing rock music. It's not like, a care, yeah. not a care in the world. Yeah, yeah. And then something like that happens, and you're just like, whoa! I didn't realize just how much, like just how low things could get. Mm-hmm. So you see the worst in people, and not even that. You're you're nowhere near home. Yeah, nowhere near home. Yeah. Um, so you see the, you know, the worst in people, but then you see the best in people, people that don't know you, people that maybe listen. Like to you said, song. people that didn't want anything from you yeah. gave you money. Yeah. Just, just because turn around, just gave you money. So people, people are awesome. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a year ago, like earlier this week or Monday, yesterday. It was the other wow. day. Cause yeah. I saw you guys share it <laughs> on your page. Um, but, Popped uh, up. I think you shared it. Vinny's dad shared it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we were we were actually able to replace everything, um, and you know now the new instruments have some extra sentimentality because you know so many people helped us yeah. to get those, and it, like I said, it's a it's a real motivating factor to to keep on going. So so yeah, because in less than a year, think about this: in less than a year, you guys went from that having someone steal all your stuff, mm-hmm. feeling so shitty yeah what you said you wanted to stop right mm-hmm. to not even a year later and you guys are opening up at bb and t for w- allison chains <laughs> at the 50th 50th anniversary 50th anniversary and barbecue show and they pick you guys to open up for yeah. ghost for allison chains for dorothy for radke i know i'm leaving more people out stone <laughs> yeah. temple pilots like you guys open for some legendary bands yeah 
And I know you're a huge fan of Ghost. Oh, yeah. Love, <laughs> so I, I knew for you, you love were... Alice in Chains. Yes, I knew um, you were just, like, in heaven. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say, I've gone to so many festivals where there's bands playing all day, and usually... You guys went on at what, 12? 12, between 12 and 1? Yeah. Around, because I was right there in front. You saw me. I was right there in front. Usually when I go to those shows, there's not people around. Mm -hmm. There's people up front, like where I was, and then when you turn around, there's nobody up there. Yeah. There was a shit ton of ton of people for oh, you guys yeah. like and everybody was digging it yeah like, the there estimate, was i think the estimate was 2500 people and that's way that's good more than for, we'd ever played for <laughs> a show for a show that went all the way until what almost 12 o'clock at night probably 11 11 yeah. 30 yeah, you guys least, kicked it off and yeah. there was that many people there that's and those people stayed all day and they got there yeah. early to see you guys yeah and that's exactly what so in less than a year yeah. that's that yeah. you went from that to that and that's Tw awesome 2500 really people to see y'all and to start the day and they have 12 more hours yeah. to go. <laughs> Seriously. Man, that's a fucking accomplishment. And you know, and you then, guys. And and not only that, and then you guys went on and fucking killed it. <laughs> Dude, we play, it's funny now watching videos back because we played everything. We, we already play everything really fast. Oh yeah. Um, Mason, our drummer is very excitable. It's one of the things I love about him. One of the, hold on, I'll say this. One of the best things if you go to a, in the presence of Wolf Show, just watch Mason's face mm -hmm. when you got. Just watch Mason's face. Oh yeah, and that alone is worth the money. Yes, I agree. <laughs> we wanted to do a calendar with like a bunch of his crazy faces, but uh, so for that show, seriously, it's the, it's it's hilarious. So for that show, we played everything so fast, and it's the kind of thing you're in the moment. And and luckily, I did have the foresight to be able to like take numerous points throughout the day and just stop, take it all in. You know, really appreciate it, and I've I've always tried to uh, to keep Daniel Bryan's retirement speech in mind because he talks so much about gratitude. Mm -hmm. Great, and that's, he said that about a yeah. hundred times. And and that was something that you know, from people helping us when we had our stuff stolen to to being in that position, I've I've really tried to keep that in mind and you know embody just you know how how grateful. I am that we've been able to be put into this position where people people care. Yeah, that's cool right. as shit. You know, seriously, <laughs> that's we're the we're in the same like we do this for fun and yeah. like we every week are amazed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, authenticity. Like you know, be real. Like yeah. we we have multiple times through this thing have changed the format, changed everything because we're not changing. We don't want to change us. Yeah. And that is exactly what you said. That is exactly what we want to be us. We don't want to like change us. And people like you. And people like you, you because you guys are you. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I love you guys because oh. you guys don't freaking stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you guys legit like, you know me. Yeah. I, we have other friends that are in bands and they're like, oh, come yeah. to my show. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I come to just about every show I can to see you guys because not only am I a friend, but I'm a, and it, a fan. It always, <laughs> it always makes me happy to see you at shows, too. Well, that was my favorite when I got to see it, when you guys saw me while you guys were playing there. That was awesome. What's the me? next show? I got to go. I got to come. Oh, the next oh, show. The next show. Do you want to know? You want me to? You do it. Go. Yeah, it it ties everything together here. I know. Is November 2nd at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. I will Which be there. is formerly the ECW Arena. So I've been to Ring of Honor shows there, like we've, Ring of Honor. Yeah, we went to <laughs> we've like gone to like Japan three or four, yeah. Show and stuff. Or the World shows. Um, so how cool is that to play there? It's awesome. <laughs> now I'm I'm the only guy in the band that's like still really into wrestling. You Vinny's know, Vinny comes to our WrestleMania party every year. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I have I still have the video of him with John Cena. Oh yeah. Should I post that in the group? 
Probably, yeah. Okay, I'm going to post that in the group if I can find it. I'll find it somewhere. But yeah. Vinny, what year was that? John was Cena came out probably four years ago. Four years ago. So John Cena's come out. Vinny just goes fucking yeah. crazy. It was when John Cena. Rusev. Yes, when Rusev, Rusev came, came out on tank. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. And John Cena just comes out. Yeah, so you're the as only one. As America as possible. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, shit, where were we? Uh, we were talking about you're the only one that really still watches oh, yeah, wrestling. So the, but um, for a while, Mason had like a bunch of his old action figures because he watched during the you know the Monday Night Wars and all that stuff. So he would put up like all of his old WCW action figures as part of our merch setup. I remember that. Yeah, and, and always... then you even had the NWO kind of shirt. <laughs> yeah, we we did an NWO style shirt, and we also did like did the, the hot rod, the old school. Like the oh, 80s, yes, yes, early yes, yes. 90s WWF style, like the chrome. I had that one at one point, and now I don't know where it is because it had the sleeves, right? Yeah, it had yeah, the, yeah. Um, the ringer. The ringer sleeves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've always been like pushing some of the wrestling stuff in there. And but luckily, it, the guys aren't it like. It works so good, though. Yeah. Um, so now it feels like it's all kind of come to a head where we're playing a, you know, a historic venue for wrestling, especially for Philadelphia. Um, and that place Dope. is. Yeah, it's, Seriously. it's really cool. So that place is um, just recently they added the like they added the venue to everything. So I, I have yet to see it. I'm really excited. They to just check it out. they've been doing like festivals and stuff. Okay. Like beer. I think they did like a, fe- a beer fest or a pickle. I don't know if the pickle Delphia was there. They had a pickle Delphia festival in Philly, in Philly a couple weeks ago. <laughs> My girlfriend loves pickles, so she was pissed she couldn't go because uh, she I really wanted to take her. But no, now here's a question: Do yeah. you like pickles? There's only one kind of pickle I like. There's two kind. All right. There's two kinds of pickles I like. I like fried pickles. This is the weirdest tangent, but I, I like fried pickles. Yeah. And I like beer infused pickles. If you go to Dogfish Head Brewery, which I've taken you to, yes. Do you know the Paul Bunyan's uh, lunchbox outside where they make the food? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So not all the time, but sometimes they have beer infused pickles, hmm. which is the only time I like pickles by themselves. Yeah. Hate them I, on anything. Because I'm convinced. everything. So there was an episode of How I Met Your Mother where they were talking about yes. it. It was like, yes. I forget what the food was. It, it's like one, one person in the relationship loves olives. And Marshall pretends he doesn't. Yeah. But he does. <laughs> but I, I, I've, I've noticed that I think it's pickles. I think it's pickles. It is pickles. Because my, my girlfriend loves pickles. Des does. I hate them. I hate them and Lindsay loves them. There him. we go. <laughs> Further proof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so where where did that tangent come uh, from? Ah, it uh, came from oh, yeah. twenty three hundred arena, ECW arena. So tell me about this show, November second, yeah, so ECW arena, yes. South Philadelphia, twenty three hundred Sansom. That sounds about right. Yes, um, I Sansom, and sure. I have the pin from uh, from freaking uh, pro wrestling tees where it's Sansom, and what's the other crossing street? You know, I'm talking talk about the pin. It's I know what cr- whatever, about, get, well, yeah. forget about it. Um, but I want to make sure that I get everybody's. Everybody's band in here. I don't forget any. Um, so it's us in the presence of wolves, of course. Um, it's another. Are Philly you band. the headliner? Or we the... are headlining. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. If any texted me about the tickets today, I was like, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes. Don't worry. Jim lives ten minutes from yeah. me. Just give him tickets. <laughs> um, it's a band called Stereotitans. They're another Philly band. Um, they are awesome. Um, they're they have like a comic book and they do like crazy Shit. cosplay stuff. Awesome. Um, they're really awesome, and they're wicked musicians too. Um, their their singer has an awesome. He reminds me a lot of the guy from Living Color with his voice. Okay. Um, they're they're sick. Um, they play the Game of Thrones theme a lot. That is always just like yes. 
Um, then we also have a band from New York called Added Color. We've been trying to play with them for a while. They've been trying to play with us, so uh, we're happy to finally make this happen for them. Um, and then we have two other bands that I think are a little bit newer to the Philly area. I'm not familiar with them. I'm really excited to see them. Uh, we have Oblivion, Her Majesty, and Athena. So we're, uh, we're pretty hyped. So that's November 2nd. Uh, looks like I think doors are at 7. It's only 10 bucks. Parking's free. So, uh, yeah, come on out to the ECW Arena. I'll probably wear some sort of wrestling T-shirt on stage. So it's how did this whole thing come together? Like at the twenty three hundred arena, ECW. Uh, you told me about it. I think you told me about it. Chickies and Pete's, right? Yeah, I one of the um, meetups. So we uh, we've been working with this this Philly company called DVT Entertainment okay. for a while, pretty much since we've been playing Philly. Our second Philly show ever uh, was at Dobbs, and these were the guys yes. that booked us, uh, Jim and Vince. They are awesome. They've been with us every step of the way. Um, they really helped us out with putting out our album and helping us get it overseas um, to helping us out behind the scenes at the MMR barbecue because we didn't have any idea what we were doing. <laughs> um, so they, uh, as soon as 2300 put in the venue, they were like, hey, we want you guys to, to be doing some of the booking here. Um, so we've been trying to make it happen for a little while, and this is just like now it's the perfect time to really just put on an absolute banger of a show. So... People can buy tickets now. How much is it? 20, right? I think 10. 10. Even better. 10 if you. Yes. All right. So there's no reason. This is in Philly. We have yes. we are Philly based out of Philly. So if our Philly listeners are not there, I'm going to kick some asses. So you better be there. Yes. $10, November 2nd, 2300 Arena, 2300 Sansom Street, South Philadelphia, in the presence of Wolves, going to melt your fucking face. The, they're my headlining face, too. Headlining. They're headlining headlining too. Headlining. Meredith will be there. I know <laughs> Meredith will be there. She's always it's there. Me and her, yeah. me and her were rocking out down on Grape Street. Nice. A couple a weeks deal. ago. And that's gonna be our last show for the for the year. For the year. For a while. <laughs> all right. So another. So this is, all, so this yeah. is your last chance to catch in, in the presence right. of wolves for this year. So you need to come out to twenty three hundred arena on November second. Yes, sir. Now, I want to get into more wrestling talk with you. All right, music, wrestling yes. music, wrestling Cap. music. Give me some of your favorite. I know we talked a little Edge, we yeah. talked a little bit CM Punk and all that. What are your, some of your all time favorite wrestling themes? All right, so obviously there's a bunch. Um, I know. I mean, we've sat in my car and listened to about oh, five, yeah. five or six different albums. Yeah. Um, I obviously the guy we don't really have high opinions of right now. But I love Hulk Hogan's old music, the real American theme. Yeah, when it comes crashing down. Oh, it's, it's great. Um, for me, the mo- I love... Love you, Rick Derringer, right? Yes, yeah, Rick Derringer. <laughs> rock and roll hoochie coo. Um, I love the themes that really embody the wrestler. wrestler um, where it's stuff where they take the character into account, um, the personality traits, and not... You know, sometimes some of the, the instrument choices, too. Although I don't like it when it's... Like, this person is Scottish, so we're going to have the bagpipes. Sometimes that works for me, sometimes it doesn't. Highlanders. Yeah, yeah. But, like, McIntyre's theme is sick. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Um, and, and I like Killian Dane's over the Sanity thing. It's oh, pretty good, too. I have heard that. That's, you haven't that's, heard that version? Awesome, Go listen to that. Yeah, um, it's, it's Sanity, the Sanity theme, but it's got, like, a little bit of the bagpipes mm-hmm. mixed in. Um, I always loved the Hardy Boys music. I think that oh, was, classic. like, when I, uh, when I had SmackDown 2, I think that was probably my... Underrated is Jeff's old theme music too. 
Uh, the one that you, you see sang. the writing oh, on the wall. <laughs> you know, I, I played that, and Lindsay preferred that one. Really? Yes. I used to hear the Hardy Boys theme on like Saturday morning cartoons on WB, and I'd be like, "That's Dude, the Hardy Boys." They theme. still played at like hockey games. Yes, it's awesome. Yes. I love it. I think the Flyers play it still. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love all the Lemmy stuff that he sings for Triple H, just because mm-hmm. it's. How do you not love that Evolution stuff? is a mystery. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the aforementioned Alter Bridge for Edge. Um, like the Billy and Chuck music. That shit was amazing and hilarious. Wait, wait, no, no. Was that that? Yeah, you I love that whole gimmick. Oh, it like, was great. And then didn't they have Rico it with them so, too, right? In hindsight, it's like that stuff was Never would have worked so today. insensitive. Never would have worked today. Would have been like... Oh, it was it was entertaining though. It was fun. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are some of my? Do you need things? another beer there, Cap? Or are you okay? I, I'm good. I still got some more. All right, because I got a couple more over it's here. It's a strong one. I are you good sure with I your drink? What are you okay. drinking over here? I'm fucked up right now. All right, <laughs> good. We gotta keep going tonight, so these next shows might not be Yo, that great. I'm fucking uh, fucked up right Pat. now. Pat, Pat, where you at? <laughs> All right, um, so give me some more. Jesus. A really underrated theme that's one of my favorites is William Regal's. Which one? The real... The one that he uses now still. Not, not, not the... He's a man. <laughs> but like that is an evil-ass yeah. theme. And yeah. it's so good. And when it hits, you know who it is. Yeah. I wonder why he, think he kept it, even though we love, we cheer him. Like, well, isn't it's, it, it's isn't it ironic? Because it's, it's him. Like, it fits it him. Had, He's not Although mean it's anymore. evil, it has like it has such authority to it. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. like when yes. you're, you were afraid that your bat like your dad was gonna beat your ass. It, it's like <laughs> you has respected that kind him. Of vibe. Yeah, you didn't hate him. You respected him. Yeah. So yeah. if he said something, you were like, okay. Mm-hmm. But he was still your he was still your buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Regal's. <laughs> he's got an edge to him, but he's still at the end of the day, he'll drink a beer with mm-hmm. you. That's Regal's music. Uh, who else? <laughs> did I, love? I always love Kane's music. Which one? In, in Finger Eleven? Movie. Finger Love Eleven version? Dude, even the Finger Eleven version was no, great. No, Is that favorite what they Triple said? H theme? Favorite Triple H theme is probably mine's game. Probably the game. Yeah. My 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 time. I don't know why that's just my time. Okay, okay that's oh not bad. God, I fucking love it. I love I loved that as well as the DX theme because it reminded me yeah. so much of Rage Against the Machine. The game is legendary yes. for sure. Yeah, badass. But the my time is like when he after that oh, tr- so after that after that Jim Ross interview. After that Jim Ross interview and shit, and, and he just turned that, he'd shown that he was ready to be at that level to mm-hmm. compete with the Austins, the Rocks, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then that whole interview, the My Time shit, and then lights, and he started to spit the water, and he had like the see-through like fucking uh, vest. Dude, like, man. do you want to know what my all-time favorite song is? Mm-hmm. And it's so weird and it's so random, but this, this legitimately is my favorite song ever. Ready? Hold on, I'll play it for you. <laughs> yeah. Like this, and then Mr. Ass. Like, those say, those Mr. are the best Ass songs. Has to be Wait, in just, the conversation. Fire. Yes. It's so that so sax kick in. <laughs> like you don't hear sax in a lot of themes. That's cool. Yeah. I can dig that. Yeah. I think sax needs to be in more things. Like I'm being dead serious when I say I'm not even kidding. That's one of my favorite themes of all time. That's a good one. <laughs> um, and then like now, 
There's so many really good themes right now. Like NXT probably owns for all of the best themes. And like Alistair, especially the like when NXT was really starting to pick up. I feel like that was when everybody really like all the themes had their own identity, and it was like you could hear the theme and you knew the character right away, whether it was until they got called up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whether it was Charlotte for obvious reasons because it started at you know it was a variation on her dad's music to Bailey to Sasha to Becky all of them Finn. obviously to Finn undisputed where, like Finn's music is great Amazing. because it had that duality of the character where you had the like the brutal metal riffs but then you yeah. had the really graceful string section um, and then of course Nakamura yeah Nakamura's always had great music yeah um, even even the new I love the new yeah. I almost like the new even more. With the music or with the it was lyrics, a, it over? was a good idea, so it stopped the crowd from singing along. But I still kind of like it. But they still, still cool. sit on. They still sing along. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then obviously like Bobby Roode, where he had that, oh yeah, that super over the top Bohemian Rhapsody Queen Muse. Champa music is fucking insane. I actually I haven't heard Champa's yet. I'm so behind on NXT. And I'm the pissed. the first couple until the riff really kicks in. Like you know what I'm talking about. Like about 15, 20 seconds in, that's where I really start to like it. I don't like the first. Like once this, the screaming kicks in, and then after that, when the riff is right after screaming, that's when I really like it. The first couple notes, I don't like the beginning of it. You know what it is? Maybe I'm it's too it's generic at the beginning. When you see him, when you see him, and you see how he how he owns sells it. the music and how he owns the music. By, how he owns by the it. time he starts walking, that's when those when those things yeah. move for. By the time he's at the ring, it's it's, it's fucking it's, yeah. it's fucking gold. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit. Who? No who pun else? intended. Uh, absolutely, and um, but but the undisputed era, man. Everything yeah, from the beginning cool, to the end, man. Cool Jesus music. Christ! Um, wow. And then another one where it's like these. One of my favorite themes that is almost a waste because the characters don't do anything was the Ascension theme. Oh my god! And with yeah. me being a metal guy, it reminded me a lot of Meshuggah. Yes, um, who are one of my favorites. So like that music was awesome, and I was like, shit. If I'm playing the games, I'll use that as my entrance theme now. Um, for my own creator wrestler or whatever right, right, right. I, yeah, it, I, it's I, awesome. I just love that stuff and then the the polymute oh it's so good um, and then Seth's music too, I was about to say Seth's Seth music reminds, sounds, it reminds yeah. me of Dillinger Escape Plan yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you know mentioning them again um, in the just the frantic energy yeah, yeah, yeah. shit is crazy all about the burn that. it down part that little key uh, part it's cool at first I wasn't sure how I felt about it me neither but it's that's one of the things you notice a lot of themes they they tack on either a catchphrase or some sort of sound effect um, where it's like you hear that and you instantly you know it, who it, it registers is. right away like as soon as you hear glass shattering you know it's Stone Cold yep. yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah as soon yeah, as yeah, you heard superstar. the the static you knew it was Sam or Pop. the car yeah yeah you knew it was Mick Foley yep. yeah so that stuff I feel <laughs> that like made that him a superstar. always works well he was a superstar helps. that that to me that that brought him up to another level yeah. Kevin Owens, I love Kevin Owens' music yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I love his too. Sami Zayn. Sami yes. Zayn, yeah. I want to switch, ready? Go for it. What are some of the worst theme songs mm. ever? Besides Jillian, Sliced Bread. Oh, that was Hottest so Things much Sliced Bread, fun. besides her. We used to sing that in your car all the time. Bree Mode! <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with Bree Mode. Um, what, what are some of my least favorite? That's a, I feel like that's a tougher one, which I think is a, a testament to how good they are. Yes, yeah, yes. Doing a lot of those themes. The CFO, um, yeah, they did. But yeah, like some. Okay, here we go. Worst, worst entrance theme, right to censor. 
Yes. Yeah. It's like as soon as that shit started, you're just like, I hate these people. Even if you'd never watched wrestling. Can I can I can I tell you who's I really don't like? I don't like the big shows anymore. Well I hate it. I really hate it. I don't know. It serves its purpose, but I really don't like it. Yeah. I don't like that he hasn't changed it for about fifteen years now. I don't like Orton's current the voices. That's how long has he had that music? It's, I loved, it doesn't fit that much. I anymore. loved Burn Inside My Light. Yeah. The old music. What but was yeah, that? Mercy? Like, what was the song that? Just, oh, something like that. It was like something Mercy or something? Mercy yeah. Drive? Or? Did that, yeah, Mercy Drive was what was sticking out in my head. I think it's Mercy Drive or something um, like that. But yeah, it's like, when was the last time he had voices in his head? Like 2009? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe Bray Wyatt. Maybe not. Mm. I don't know. Where the fuck is Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Well, we've been, we've been talking for a while, Cap. I want to ask you some rapid, wrap it okay. up with a couple questions here. Right. I'm going to rapid fire you. Go for if it. You, if we can rapid fire you, because these are going to be questions like, I'm going to go one like one wrestling, then one music, okay? okay? What is your favorite album of all time? Morning View, Incubus. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. Okay. If you could pick one band to open for, who would it be? Porcupine Tree. Hmm, interesting. Why? Yeah. Um... Because they don't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> okay. They were they were really big for me in terms of solidifying, like, okay, this is the genre that I want to play. Um, and Steven Wilson, who's the frontman guitarist, he still has a solo project, which is putting out some fantastic music. He's someone that I really, really connect with, um, both musically and, you know, a lot of times his lyrics and stuff really connect with me. Um, so if Porcupine Tree gets back together... That's a a a huge ticket, and I would be the first person to buy one. Um, but also, that would be just a you know an honor and a privilege to play. All right, all right. Um, if you could be in a tag team with one wrestler besides Brian Danielson, uh, who would it be, and what would your tag team name be? Hmm, it'd be either Braun or Lars, so I wouldn't have to do anything because I'm a small guy. Okay. Um, and we'd be called Lars and Cappy. <laughs> I like I, I like that I like that. Um, so you've opened you you got twenty three hundred arena coming up. Mm-hmm. You just did BBNT. What's one venue that you'd like to play? Let's see. I'll go like way, way like I don't know if we'd ever get to that level. Royal Albert <laughs> Hall in London Ooh. or Red Rocks. In that is a Colorado. I, that is actually. On my bucket list of places yeah. to see um, something. Me and me and Lizzie are actually talking about it over the next couple of years. Taking a big picture. Oh, cool. Um, maybe maybe you and Des, you want to come with? Yeah. We can get Kid from Mary. We'll all go. Uh, like Ace, you want to come? Why not? There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, but let me let me think if I can think of one that's a little bit more. Is there any place in Philly? The is there factory. any? I was good. I was just gonna say, is there any place in or Philly now, that you're seventh or they just or renamed no, it? Franklin, it's Franklin Hall now. Franklin Music. Franklin, Franklin Music Hall, yep. Yeah. I um, wish they would just kept it the Electric Factory yeah. because that is a legendary name. Why fuck with something mm. that is so great and synonymous with so much yeah. music and history? Or Union Transfer. Union Transfer I like even more. That would be a great wrestling yeah. venue too would be Electric Factory. Because mm. I just went to Melrose Ballroom. Oh, okay. Electric Factory set up way better for that. Because <laughs> you know how they got the up top? Mm-hmm. Melrose had that too, but it's a lot yeah, more spread out at Electric Factory. That would be a mm. great venue for like an MLW. Yeah. Besides to the 2300 Arena, but that's where everyone's going to go. Anyway, (laughs) back in. What is one wrestling promotion or event, show, whatever, that you haven't been to that you want to go to? 
Wrestle Kingdom. I knew that was going to be yeah. one. In the, in the United States. <laughs> I knew that was going to be your, I knew that was going to be um, your answer. <laughs> I haven't been to WrestleMania yet. Me neither. You want to go I'm, this year? Yeah. Okay. Isn't this it, guy's been to wait, three. It's in New Jersey. Yeah. Yep. Shit. That may have to happen. Yeah, that's what me. Yeah. Because he's going. We're all going. He's been like four. I sent out the, inter- uh, the itinerary. We're going to get, get it popped. You woke up. <laughs> now I'm back. He smelled it in the chair over here. Hey, man. Listen, Hennessy is very dangerous. I'm a smoker. I'm not a drinker. I can't smoke right now. So I'm like, let me drink my pain away. And as I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm feeling shit I've never felt before. But I'm still the cameraman slash interviewing. So I was like, camera's gone at this point. Fuck. I don't even know when the camera went away. <laughs> I got to hold it the fuck down. <laughs> uh, do you have any more questions for Cap? I got a couple. Do you want me? I got a couple more rapid fires. Right, let me do this. Yeah, and then you, yeah, yeah. you think of a couple more. Favorite beer, since I know they Favorite made you. Favorite beer, Firestone Walker Parabola. All right, what's your favorite IPA? Favorite IPA, ooh. You know I love my IPAs. That's a tough one. As we're um, sitting here, by the way, sh- I already yeah, said it, the but the Chamonix Creek, Creek shapes awesome. have hopped to come. Um, let's see, maybe maybe Creature Comforts Tropicalia. That's okay. A, that's a Georgia IPA. It's amazing. Um, around here, let's see, a more local one. Oh, um, Kane Overhead. Okay. Have you gone to Wissahickon with me before? No. I've taken like Pat and Kiff and everybody there. Um, so another wrestling question. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, yay or nay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm totally big, skipping big that. Nay. I'm totally skipping that. I'm totally skipping that. I have I'm a question. Kidding. Go for it. When you um, how do you create your music? Like uh, as, as far as y'all sit down, y'all compose, y'all start off with. Where do you start off with? You start off with the. It starts any and all of those ways. Um, but for, for us, the number one, you know, without fail, this is how things go is it all starts with a riff. Somebody comes up with a riff. You know, for me, I, I come up with stuff a lot of times when I'm trying to learn something else and I just put my fingers in the wrong place. It's like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Um, or if I've learned something new or I'm just, you know, almost everything happens by mistake, happens by accident. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. Um, and, but, uh, but yeah, it, it happens for, for us. We do things collaboratively, um, whether it's two people, it's four people doing it with all four is kind of tough. You, you, too many cooks is, is a real thing. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I, I prefer to work alone as much as I can and then bring it to the guys, um, so that I can try to create some direction, create a good amount of material and then have everybody else put in their two cents, apply their own unique musical gifts and you know I, I try to not write parts for the other people too so they can really put themselves into their parts if that's the way that you guys do it it works perfectly because <laughs> i mean i know how you guys are all personality wise individually yeah. and it definitely fits into the sound because mm-hmm. for me knowing all you guys mm-hmm. um so I, I feel like if people ever got to know you guys outside of the music it would be like wow this is like perfect because <laughs> like that's just how you guys are yeah um but i hadn't thought about that Anything you got you want to plug, say to your fans, say to the Wrestle Cave fans, um, talk about a wrestling statement, anything? November 2nd, 2300 Arena, make it out. Um, thank you to you guys for having me. This is this has been fun. This is cool. I'm glad I was finally able to make it in. Thank you for coming, man. Um, best that. of best of luck with everything. Moving best of forward. luck with you. We will I will we will definitely be in the in the house. Wrestle Cave will yes. definitely be in the house on November 2nd Thanks. for your show. Yes. Um and Last question for okay. me. Or no, what were you going to say? You go first. I was, I was just going to end things with fuck Champa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. What is your favorite match of all time? Ooh, or one that you just yeah. really have been 
right now enjoying. Like, I mean, my because I know you watch the a one lot. that was that was huge for me for so long was TLC two. Yeah. Um, but since then, the one that just like blew my mind, um, besides a bunch of the New Japan stuff, uh, 03, Pro Wrestling Noah, Misawa versus Kabashi. Um, mm, kind of yeah. like the, the match that sort of wrote off that long-standing feud. I hadn't seen any other match between those two, and I was just enthralled, you know, the whole time, sucked in. It's a long match, too. Um, and as someone that had what year really was watched, that? 03. 03. Yeah. Um, as someone that hadn't watched much Japanese wrestling, that one, I was just like, I need more of this. And I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm glad you picked that match because I know you prefer the Japanese style of wrestling mm-hmm. and that kind of style. Why? Um, I think more I do too, but I think more than anything, <laughs> it makes more sense. I think that's the like. The biggest problem that I have with most WWE stuff is just continuity problems and things not really made. It's like just like long term builds and long term long term story arcs doesn't exist in WWE. Yeah, and it's like I hated when Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman had this blood feud for a while, and then Kevin Owens quits, and then the next week he comes back and helps Braun. Like that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, <laughs> but same uh, way, man. But with New Japan. It, that that's my that's my favorite at the moment. Yeah. So the you know the athleticism the it's that it's something where artistically I feel a kinship with you know with, yeah. with our music it's kind of anything goes. Yeah. Um, it's experimental. It can be as complex or as simple as we want it to be. Um, those guys are allowed to just go out there and tell a story. Yeah. There's nobody holding them back, and that's something that just it speaks to me. Yeah, I agree. You can follow Cappy and his band In the Presence of Wolves on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Buy their album, buy their shirts, buy everything. And please come out November 2nd, ECW Arena, 2300 Arena, 2300 Sansom Street. What time does the show start, Cap? Doors are at 7, so I would assume first band's at 8. All right, and they are headlining $10.00. It's our last show of this year, so you better be there. We will be there. Um, it's going to be a blast. Cap, anything else to say? That's. Uh, I think that's all. I think, you, uh, I think you covered it all. All right. Ace, any parting words? Hey, man. Appreciate it, man. It's always a blessing people come down to Cave and tell their story, give some yeah. type of insight to our listeners. And um, it's, it's just surreal that we're in a position to be able to interview, you mm. know, talent and, you know, people that we respect. So, you know, just thank you once again for coming. Oh, through. of course. Thank you so much for having me. Go listen to In the Presence of Wolves now. Do it. Bye.